This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 71. Hey, have you guys checked out Ava yet? I'm kind of obsessed. So Ava, I've been talking about her, my little virtual friend. She is a healthy eating assistant that helps you and your family learn about nutrition and a healthy lifestyle. So with the Shameless Mom Academy, you can just text SHAMELESS to 48799, and then you get to start working with Ava immediately for free if you use our special code SHAMELESS, and that's to 48799. So the other night, I texted Ava, and I said, Ava, what should I eat for a healthy dinner tonight? She sent me back three options. Some of them were more protein-heavy, some more carb-heavy, so you could kind of just choose which one works for you or make substitutions according to maybe whatever your specific goals are. If you have super specific goals, you can tell Ava in advance so then she can make meals around those goals. I had not sent her goals for my meals. I just said, what's a healthy dinner? Then I said, thanks. How much protein should I have with my dinner? She sent me two different infographics that show like different kinds of food and how much protein is in each, which is awesome. Super helpful. Included meat proteins, non-meat proteins, so easy. It also included snack proteins. Then I said, how can I get in 20 grams of protein with my dinner? And she texted back and she said, well, that would be about one chicken breast or 1.5 palms of chicken breast. And then she asked me some more questions about my goals, just kind of continuing the conversation so that she could send me more detailed information. The next day she asked me in the morning, I woke up and I had a text that was like, hey, send me your photo of what you had for breakfast. So I sent her my breakfast and she was able to take through the picture on my plate. She was able to tell me the breakdown of what I had for breakfast in terms of calories and macronutrients. So cool, right? So such a great, easy way to track food, a lot easier than entering every single little bit of data into another kind of an app. So I love working with Ava. If you would like to track your food and get ideas and tips for how to eat more healthy for yourself or your family, just text SHAMELESS to 48799 and Ava can get you started for free. Super cool. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. 
Hello, shameless moms. Okay, I'm starting off this episode laughing because there's just so much irony. I mean, yesterday I said I was going to do an episode on how to manage the unexpected because Vinny was unexpectedly home from school with pink eye. So I thought I would talk about that. And then like a million more unexpected things happened. Just yesterday, a million more unexpected things happened. And I was like, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Just because I said I'm going to do a Facebook Live about this in the evening doesn't mean that like my whole day needs to be tested by how many things can go differently than I expected. And it's continued to today. So I'm currently icing my foot. I think it might be broken. Kind of an unexpected event in my day. So I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. And I'm also like my whole setup for recording is different because of the whole foot situation so that I can ice and elevate while I'm recording. So you're going to hear me like I'm puffing my pillow here to get my foot all propped up. I can only keep the ice on my foot for a few minutes at a time. So bear with me. I couldn't leave you hanging though and not record today, right? Like that was clearly not an option. Okay, so before I get into my foot and the million unexpected things that have happened in the last like 24 hours since I thought it would be fun to talk about this and now I'm just annoyed because unexpected things keep happening to me, like, hello, lesson learned, like we don't need to keep reiterating this over and over again in my examples in my own life. So, okay, on Wednesday, I talked about this on Facebook Live last night that I would give you guys the full update of Vinny and Ballet. So on Wednesday, we went back to ballet class. So if you recall, I talked in episode 69 about the issues that Vinny was having in ballet class and that he just has a really hard time going in. He says he's scared. It's very, it's like tears and drama and trauma. And it's just a lot. And I'm like torn between, am I traumatizing my kid by making him go? Or am I like making a point that like, if you say you're going to do something, you have to follow through. So I decided after talking to the school last week, the teacher, and if you listen to episode 69, you'll get all the details on this, but I I talked to the school last week and left and kind of gave them, gave like one of the school, like, I don't know if it's the manager who it was, but I gave her some information about Vinny's situation, about his struggle with anxiety. And I, you know, I said, if you could just pass this along to the teacher, that would be great. And she's like, oh yes, I'll definitely do that. So on Wednesday, we get to ballet super early, you know, because the teacher thinks that I'm always late, which is not true, but she thought that that was a big part of the problem. So I was like, well, we'll show up super early and my child will still freak out about this, but at least I will show her that like I'm here 30 minutes in advance. So we just have more time to freak out about going to ballet. So of course we get there super early and Vinny is like in the car hysterical. We're walking across the street to go in the pouring rain. Like we are wet through coats, through our clothes, everything in the pouring rain while Vinny's crying, while we're walking through traffic to get to ballet because it's in like the heart of downtown. So we get into the building. He's crying. I see the teacher And she's out in the hallway, like observing another class and just casually stand there, like not formally observing, but just like standing in a doorway, watching with some other people and kind of chatting and casually and whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, she'll see us. Like maybe I can connect with her really quick about like, you know, I just wanted to follow up on the conversation I had with the people in the office the other day and blah, blah, blah. So she like sees us and doesn't make or doesn't like say hi or really acknowledge us. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then we go in the bathroom for Vinny to get changed. And as we're coming out of the bathroom, she's coming in. And she barely makes eye contact and says hi to me, doesn't acknowledge Vinny at all. And then we come out and it's time for the kids. So then we're hanging out in the lobby where the kids line up for class. So it's time for them to line up. And I'm like, is she really not going to acknowledge? Like, she's not going to come up to me at any point and be like, yeah, I talked to the office. I heard what happened or I heard what's going on or I heard about Vinny, like nothing. So then it's time for the kids to line up to go to class. And I line up with Vinny and we walk down to the classroom and he's like super anxious, tearful, like he's better than last week. There was like massive bribery that went into this whole thing. But I also told him, I was like, you have to just try 
And I want you to just go in and do one song. If you can stay for one song. So they do like a lot of little songs and little dances throughout class. So I'm like, if you just go in and stay for one song, then you can leave. So that's how I got him to go in. So we're walking down to the classroom and he's like totally crying. He's like, tell Miss, tell the teacher that I'm only staying for one song. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll tell her. So like we get down to the classroom and she's like, I walk in with him. Usually parents don't walk, like we're not allowed across the threshold. So like I walked in with him though. And I was like, I just want to let you know that I told Vinny that he could leave after one song if he was feeling scared or uncomfortable or anything like that. And she was like, oh, okay. So he's like standing there crying and I'm like, okay, go sit, you know, go pick your spot to go sit down. And he doesn't want to do that. And she's like, Vinny, you need to pick your spot. It's time to sit down. And like in her whole thing about like, it's time to close the door and like the exact same thing that it's always been. But I'm like, seriously, like, do you have no empathy or compassion? Like, could you at least say like, oh, hey, oh, and this other thing that happened when the kids are all lining up, one of the little girls says, why is Vinny crying? And I said, and the teacher's standing right there. Like no one else is talking. This was like the super sweet moment that could have been handled so differently. So this little girl goes, why is Vinny crying? And I said, well, he's feeling a little bit nervous about class. And I said, do you ever feel nervous about anything? And like before she could answer, the teacher goes, so raise your hand if you're excited for Halloween. And I was like, what? And the teacher and I were like six inches from each other. Like it wasn't like she didn't hear this happening. She just completely changed the subject. I'm like, this is like a moment for these little kids to be like, oh, sometimes we're scared, but this is how we can be brave. And like, this is a totally teachable moment. And she just completely shut it down. I was so frustrated. So then Vinny goes in, he goes in, he stays for like three songs and then he comes walking out. The little class assistant, this very sweet little girl comes walking him out. She's a, one of like the probably 12 year olds or something who helps with the class. So she comes walking him out and he's like skipping down the hallway like, I did it. I stayed for one song. I'm ready to go home now. So then I made him stay for the rest of class. We stayed out in the hall or in the lobby. And then I said, I want you to go tell the teacher after class, like, thank you for being my teacher. And so afterwards we go up and I said, we're not coming next week. I didn't say, so next week is supposed to be the real last week. We're not going because I'm done. I'm over the whole thing. Like he went in, he stayed for a song. He did his part. He did what I asked him to do. He was totally brave. Like, I'm so proud of him. This teacher has done nothing to meet us halfway. So I'm like, we're not going back, even though there's another, I think there's either one or two more classes in the series. So I go up to the teacher. I'm like, "Um, we're not going to be here next week, but Vinny has something to say to you. And she's like, oh, okay. And Vinny's like, I just want to say thank you for being my ballet teacher. Like the cutest thing, right? And she's like, oh, thank you. And maybe you can come back again when you're more ready. And I was like, lady, I don't hit people, but I'm about to freaking hit you. <laughs> so I, and Vinny and I left and I was just like, I'm so proud of you. And like, let's go home and have treats and watch shows and like whatever, any reward that you want. Like I was so proud of him for going back. And I was so, it was so disheartening to not have that acknowledged at all by this woman. Oh, so, so that's how that all played out for those inquiring minds that want to know. And I just thought that like, I felt good about the decision that I made. Like, we're just going to go back and try. I want to have like one little win around this. Like we don't have to go stay for the whole class. We don't, but just for him to end it with like, I did something, I was brave. And so you guys maybe saw my Instagram story. I'm doing Instagram stories now. So on my Instagram story, there was a little video of him in the car screaming, I'm brave right after ballet class. Cause I thought that is a huge takeaway from this whole thing that like, it's okay to be scared. And it's sometimes that's going to happen. And it's okay. Like, it's really normal to be nervous. But sometimes we just have to try things. And then we try them. And it's like, it's all okay. And mom will be there with you. And I will give you a big hug afterwards. And like, all those kinds of things. I just thought that was really valuable. I thought it was so sweet that his classmates were more empathetic than the teacher. <laughs> I was like, that's so cute that like, they're asking questions, and they're really curious. Like, this is all valuable stuff for kids to see and kids to experience. So um, and then I also felt really good about like him going up to her afterwards and saying thank you and just like practicing respect and those kinds of things, even though I do not respect this woman. So, so that's how that all played out. 
And I felt really good about it ending. And I was like, thank God we don't have to go back because the amount of stress and anxiety it's caused for me and my child is like, it's not worth it. I've done my job here and he has too. So um, if you have any stories along those lines, please let me know. I would love to know how you manage those kinds of situations with your kids because I feel like these are like moments when parenting is starting to get challenging because it doesn't just involve me anymore. It just involves you know, my husband and I. It's like involving bigger situations and outside people and those kinds of things. And also like the whole concept of like instilling life lessons and those kinds of things. Like it's a big deal. So I don't want to mess it all up. And man, there's opportunities to mess it up like all the time every day, right? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Okay, so moving on to this week, how to manage the unexpected. So you probably saw on my Instagram story yesterday, it was all about Vinny waking up with pink eye, good times. So we have like four or five events for Halloween this weekend. I think we have four Halloween things and a birthday party. So it's insane. My child has been living for Halloween for like since August, like two, three months now, deciding on costumes and like multiple ideas and multiple costume attempts and all sorts of things. So this is like a big deal. My child cannot have pink eye this weekend. So he woke up yesterday. I'm, I know pink eye very well. I had it a lot growing up. I don't know if I'm just like a naturally disgusting person because I think pink eye is so gross. It's right up there with lice. <laughs> I was like, watch, we're going to get lice next because now we're just, we're dirty people. <laughs> and so he wakes up with these crusty eyes and he has a cold and I'm like, dude, you totally have pink eyes. So we go, we right away get medication because I'm like, if we get medication by like 9, 10 a.m., get it started, then he can go to school tomorrow for the Halloween party, which is the Halloween party today on Friday. So we go in, we get the medication right away. The doctor's like, oh yeah, totally classic pink eye here. 
So we get the eye drops started. We have to do the eye drops. Oh my God, every two hours. I might have died yesterday like seven times. Screaming, crying, like begging, pleading. And that was me doing those things in addition to Vinny doing the same things. The negotiations that happened to my house yesterday around trying to get these damn eye drops in. Holy hell, crazy, crazy, crazy. And it kept getting worse throughout the day. And then like my husband got home last night and it was literally like between the two of us, we could barely do it. Like, it was got so bad. So now he's at school today and apparently he's like totally cool with his teachers doing it. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Mr. Matt can do my eye drops. And I'm like, what? Like, why is it okay for him? Like, why has it been such a fight for me? So the teacher's like, I don't feel comfortable holding him down doing this. And I was like, no, I don't think you're going to have to. I think we only have to hold him down at home. So if you have any tips about that, let me know because we have to do this until Thursday of November. So we'll still be doing eye drops after this airs. So if you have any good tips on that, let me know. So that was an unexpected event yesterday. I did not expect to have my child home all day. I actually, Wednesday was not a work day for me. I had a lot of just appointments and we have ballet on Wednesdays. And so my day just gets eaten up with random things on Wednesdays. So there was a lot of things I needed to do yesterday. None of them got done because at the last minute, I'm home with this child with pink eye. And the child with pink eye didn't want to lay on the couch. It's not like a child with a fever, even though half the time when my kid has a fever, he doesn't want to lay on the couch anyways. But he was like, I have pink eye and like, let's go play real hard all day long. And so I got nothing done. There have been times in my life, like the first 38 years of my life, (laughs) that this would be really, really frustrating for me. I do not manage the unexpected well. I really like to know what's coming up. I like things to be predictable. I get a ton of anxiety around the unknown. I get a lot of anxiety around like transitions and things that are unexpected and just like I'm not a fly by the seat of my pants kind of a person. And my child is not either. (laughs) The apple does not fall far from the tree. So, but I've learned, and I think that motherhood and parenthood just is all about this, is like you can't plan everything. Like you just have to roll with the punches so much. I mean, to some extent, like every day is like that, right? And I'm sure you have experienced this too. And I'm sure for those of you that have more than one child, it's just, you know, I'm sure that this factor is like exponentially greater because I feel like with one child, it's a lot, but I'm sure it's just more and more the more children you have. So, I am reading this book by Jen Sincero called You Are a Badass. I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast and in my book recommendations. It's great. It's taking me a long time to read because I read like, I am doing my morning reading, by the way. So I read it every morning for like 10 minutes. So I mean, it is a fast read if you were to like read it for an hour here and there, but I'm just doing little bits at a time. But what's great is I get like, you know, a few paragraphs, a few pages, and I really absorb it and it's really great information. So this quote this morning, I thought was so perfect for this topic today about the unexpected. So the quote is from Jen is, uh, life is an illusion created by your perception and it can be changed the moment you choose to change it. So I'm gonna say that again, because you might wanna write it down or just like let it be blazed on your brain. Life is an illusion created by your perception and it can be changed the moment you choose to change it. I love that. Because here's the thing with the unexpected is like, it can suck and you can let it suck and then it's just gonna suck. or it can be great and you can let it be great and you can like make it something better. You can make it whatever, you know, you can make it something you thought it couldn't be. So when Vinny had to stay home yesterday, I could have been super cranky and annoyed all day, which trust me, I've been there before where I'm like, oh, like my time is being interfered with and this isn't what I planned and down these things aren't going to get done. And like annoyed with him. I'm annoyed with my husband because I'm the default person to stay home. And in reality, I'm really grateful that I get to stay home. Like I'm totally cool with that being our arrangement. Because that's really great quality time. Like when your kid isn't feeling well, you get like all the snuggles and you get all the love. And I feel like it's just one of those things that your child will remember that like 
it just reinforces the concept of unconditional love in your young child. Like they know that you will be there for them no matter what. And like, I totally want Vinny to have that perception of our relationship. That's super, super important to me. So, you know, when he's sick, I don't like the unexpected. I don't like that my whole day gets flipped upside down on a moment's notice. But at the same time, I'm super grateful that I can change my schedule. I'm in a position where I can move things around. I'm my own boss. So like, if I can't be there for something, I just say I can't be there. I've built my business in a way and my gym in a way that I don't have to be anywhere at any certain time. Like I have a lot of control over my schedule. So I'm super grateful for that. So what I try to do when things get flipped upside down and the unexpected happens is I really try to find the silver linings. And so that might be that it's just immediately checking in and being like, this is what I'm grateful for in this situation. I get to have quality time with my child today. Like I can put work on that back burner. A lot of people can't do that. I'm just so grateful that I'm in that position. That could be a silver lining right there. Another silver lining is that when these kinds of things happen, when your time becomes not your own for whatever reason, or you know your time gets cut in half, or just your day is not playing out the way it was intended to, you really quickly prioritize what has to get done. Like you will always get done the things that need to get done. It will happen. Things work out that way. So it might be that you have to stay up late. It might be that you have to get up early. It might be that you do something with a kid sitting on your lap. It might be your kid has more screen time that day. But things just have a way of getting done. And you easily prioritize like, oh, actually, this list of like 18 things that I thought I had to do today, there's only really two things that have to get done today. The other 16, like I can push them off. They can be done another day. And maybe some of them I just don't even have to do at all. Like I could probably just unschedule some of these things and be like, you know what? Like that actually wasn't even that critical or essential. And I'm just not even going to do it which is a really good thing to do. Like that is a powerful thing to do to look at your to-do list and be like, you know what? That thing is so low priority that I'm not even going to do it. I do this a lot. (laughs) Like I do this with things like vacuuming where I'm like, oh, I need to vacuum. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I have a million other things I need to do. The cleaners are coming in a few days or a week or whatever. Like I don't, a week might be a little bit long sometimes, but I'm like, you know what? There's other things that take priority, whether it's really just my business or time with my family or self-care like those things are going to take priority. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm not even like pushing this to the bottom of the list. It's just getting taken off the list. And that's totally okay. So it's really important that you find those silver linings and that you find those advantages that you have when the unexpected happens. Sometimes that takes a minute though. So you can't just immediately like, I'm sure for those of you that get like a call from school, like, hey, my, your kid's sick, you need to come pick him up. You can't just immediately switch gears. I mean, depending on your personality, maybe you can. I cannot. So I know it's hard to switch gears sometimes. And this can happen in so many different ways. You know, this can happen in the middle of a work situation where you think something's going to happen. Maybe a big deal's about to go through or a big, you know, maybe you're up for a promotion and you totally think you have it in the bag and then it doesn't happen. It is totally makes sense that when your course first takes that unexpected direction, it's not going to be this super easy like, oh, and now the silver linings are blah, blah, blah. No, it's going to be like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, there's going to be this moment of like, how will I navigate this? And that's totally fine. In that moment, that's when you have to just sit for a minute. Let the unexpected settle for a moment before you react, before you panic, before you freak out. Just sit with it for a minute and just be like, okay, this is that unexpected thing. This is not what I was looking for. This is not what I was hoping for. I'm just going to sit for a minute. Like time is a beautiful, beautiful, extremely valuable thing. And what can happen is when you sit for a moment, you let your perspective shift and you can see like things settle a little bit and then you aren't quite so reactive. Like I tend to be a really reactive person, something I'm working on. So for me, sitting for a minute is so important before I I like overdo it in another way. Because oftentimes if I'm reactive, I'm reactive in a way that I don't like later or where I'm like, God, I made this really big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal. And now like the whole thing is blown up into this huge thing. 
and it wasn't a huge thing, but now it is a huge thing. And now it's taking a lot of time and energy. So it's okay to sit with something. I mean, this would be like if you get an email that like totally blows you away about something, again, like an unexpected email where you're like, whoa, was not expecting that. Where did that come from? And like you have this huge emotional response. Don't reply right away. This is the hardest thing in the world for me. Like do not snap back with a response. Just sit, let it settle, absorb it, think about it. Let some time pass, like let your energy shift around it and do a little bit of a reset even like acknowledge like, okay, I was expecting more of, you know, A, B and C. And instead I got like LMNOP, what the heck? Let yourself do a little bit of a reset to take that minute to clear your head and reorganize your thoughts. Because in that time, in that reset, in that reorganization, you will be able to come up with a better response or you will be able to move forward in a way that you feel more positive about or more proactive about or just more that feels more right to you. When we make those really quick snap decisions or snap judgments or just like we respond to something in a way without sitting with it for a minute, that's when things get either escalated or heated to a point that like we didn't intend them to or things just get blown up in like different ways where you're like, wow, like we never needed to go there. Like this never needed to turn into this. It wasn't that big of a deal. Or, you know, so if like for me, I know that there's times when Vinny's had to stay home last minute and I'll be super annoyed with my husband who's just like, sorry, bye, I'm going to work. And not like that he's not like empathetic or compassionate about it, but I just get annoyed like, oh, great. Like you get to go to work all day and do what you wanted to do today and I'm here at home. So I have to really be careful with like, don't be angry. Like, let's see how the day is. If you have a horrible day at the end of the day, you can be angry. (laughs) Like you can be annoyed with him at the end of the day if your day totally sucked, right? But then when you're angry, you could also be like, today sucked and I just need like some time to myself tonight. Like, can I please have that? And you know, most likely that will be honored. So if you have that time before reacting in your situation, things don't blow up in your face. You don't end up in a huge argument with your spouse over your sick kid if you don't freak out the minute that you realize like, oh, I don't get to go to work today and you do. Because let's be honest, going to work is so much easier than parenting. Unless your kid is like laying on the couch sleeping all day. So yeah, it's really important to take that time. Okay, next is acknowledging the importance of your attitude. Attitude is so critical in these situations. Your attitude is everything and you get to choose your attitude. Like you don't necessarily get to choose your emotions. So emotions those just happen. We can't control emotions and nor should we really like try to control our emotions. Our emotions are what they are. Like you can work on yourself and work on being more grounded and work on like responding to things in a certain way that you feel good about and you feel proud of. But that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're disregarding emotions. So emotions will happen and you should let them happen and acknowledge them. Your attitude is like what happens when you respond to your emotions. So to be say like, man, I'm super frustrated or I'm angry, or I'm sad. I mean, sometimes these unexpected things are sad things. Like, wow, I just got, you know, news about someone being really, really sick. You know, not your kids staying home from school, but like, wow, I found out someone I know has cancer or someone I know has some sort of really horrible terminal illness or like, it can be those kinds of things. Your emotions, of course, you're going to be sad and scared and, you know, fearful and just completely emotionally overwhelmed, but your attitude is everything. And so you can think about like, okay, these are my emotions. How am I going to process this? How am I going to move forward in this moment? And what is my attitude going to be like? Am I going to be like, oh my God, like everyone I know has cancer right now? Or am I going to be like, okay, like what can I do for this person right now to make them feel better? What can I do to serve this person? What can I do to feel better about this myself? Like if a lot of things like this are happening at once, what can I do about this to feel better in this situation or to make this okay in my life, to make this something that I can manage and something that I can deal with and something that I can present to myself in a way that I feel good about. And so instead of seeing like, wow, everyone around me is getting really sick or everyone around me has bad things happening to them, 
you can acknowledge like, wow, I'm in a position right now where I can help some people. I'm in a position right now. You know, I mean, we've certainly gone through this with IVF. Like I could be sitting here pouting a lot. And instead I'm thinking like, okay, like at Christmas time, we can adopt a family because if we're not going to have more children, we will have the means to do things for other families. So I'm totally looking forward to that. And so my emotion about the situation is like, yes, I'm sad. And yes, I'm feeling lost. And yes, there's a grieving process. But my attitude about it is like, okay, because, you know, option A isn't happening, now there's like option B, C, D, E, and F that our family can do as a result of A, not working out. And so looking at those things with like, these are really cool things that we can do to help a lot of other people. And I'm excited about those things. So really looking at that attitude adjustment 100% of the time, because it is, it's totally in your power as to whether or not the unexpected experience or unexpected event is a positive or negative thing. It can always be bad and it can always be good. It's totally up to you. And I love, Shaleen Johnson is someone I follow who does a great job of talking about this. But when you have these unexpected things happen, it's like you can get mad and you can get super frustrated and have a fit about it. But you also can look at it as like, okay, this is a learning opportunity. What's gonna come of it? You can also look at it as, this is gonna make for a great story someday. Before we move on, let's take a quick break to talk about Eat with Ava. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is sponsored by Ava, the first ever adaptive eating program. Ava helps you and your family learn about nutrition and how to live a healthier lifestyle. Track what you eat by snapping a picture with your phone, ask Ava any nutrition question, and get personalized meal recommendations. You can try it now for free by texting SHAMELESS to 48799. So unexpected stories. So yesterday, in addition to being staying home from school unexpectedly, I got scammed by a person on Craigslist. I'm trying to buy concert tickets for something that sold out, and I sent money to someone. Total scam. I did not get my tickets, so I lost money, and I was very bitter about it for a couple hours, and then I moved on. Then I bought a rotisserie chicken last night for dinner. I was like, okay, I'm home with this child. Like things are a little hectic and chaotic today. We're going to run to the store really quick. I take my child to the store with pink eye and I'm like, put your hands in your pockets. Do not take them out. Do not touch anything, which she did very well with, I will say. So we go in, we grab a chicken, we grab a couple other things. I get home. The chicken is pink inside. I'm like, I am not eating that chicken. And so I'm starving and cranky and I have what I think is raw chicken and I'm definitely not going to touch it. And I don't have any other meat. Okay, so I dug through the freezer. I found some other freezer burned chicken in the way back that I had frozen a long time ago, which I defrosted and ate. It was not very good. But my husband, on the other hand, looks at the pink chicken and he's like, oh, it's just a little pink. It's fine. I'm like, no, you cannot eat pink chicken. He's like, no, he's like, some poultry is just pink. And I was like, no, of course I Google. I'm like, is it safe to eat pink chicken? And Google is like, as long as it's been cooked to 165 degrees, well, we don't know how it's been, what temperature it's been cooked to because we did not cook it. So he's like, it's pink, I'm eating it. So Google says, if it's been cooked to 165 and it's pink, some poultry just has a more pinkish tint. And I was like, you eat your chicken with the pinkish tint. I'm not touching that. So he ate it. He did not get sick. I'm not sure I'm going to eat any of that chicken. (laughs) So that was the next unexpected thing. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, then I did my Facebook Live last night. Oh, and then Vinny had like major, major meltdowns over the his eye drops last night, which I like thought it would get better with time and it got way worse. So just like the day just kept on snowballing in terms of like, oh, what other things could give me fuel for this conversation about talking about the unexpected? And then this morning I get up and I'm doing my yoga workout. Well, actually, first I had a trainer call in sick for my two early morning classes and I didn't see the message until way too late. So the classes were canceled and people showed up and there was no one at the gym. And I mean, she was super sick and couldn't drive. So no bad feelings. This has happened like twice ever in seven years or something with my trainers. So not a huge deal in terms of like, I'm glad she did what she needed to do to take care of herself. But I was like, oh, there's another unexpected thing. And all these people have been texting me while I'm sleeping. Like, what's going on? Where's your trainer? So I deal with that. And then I get like the day started and I go downstairs to do my workout. And it's like 730 or so. And Vinny follows me down. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to be in here with me. That's like not my favorite. And I do the workout. It's a yoga workout. So today's my assigned yoga day in this program that I'm doing, which I'm loving. I'm doing P90X3. If you guys are interested, email me, let me know. I'm happy to talk about that on another episode. It's been super fun. So today's workout is yoga. And I, at the end of the workout, you're supposed to go into crow position. So crow position, you start out on your hands and knees, and then you walk your feet towards your hands. And eventually you bring your knees onto your elbows so that your feet come up off the floor. This is a position I've tried over and over and over for the past, probably on and off over the course of five years, like not super frequently, but I've tried it multiple times over the last five years. And recently I've been trying it like a couple times a week and I never get it. And like my knees dig into my elbows or my knees dig into my triceps and it hurts so bad. I'm like, God, I can't do this. So two days ago, I kind of got it. And I was like, oh my God, like how did that just happen? So today I went for it and I was like, oh my God, I'm totally getting it. I'm doing crow. I'm doing crow. Holy cow. Like my feet are off the floor. I don't even know how this is happening. So I come out of it very ungracefully. I basically fall. I like roll out of it. And I'm like, I got to try it again. And so I try it again and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. And then I think I'm going to kick my feet up. I'm gonna, oh my God, I'm gonna do a head. So I put my head down and I kick my feet up and I start doing a headstand. I'm like, who am I? I'm doing a headstand. Like I am not a like headstand, handstand, yogi kind of a person at all, ever, ever. Like I haven't done a headstand since I was probably like 13 or something. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing a headstand. And all of a sudden I flip over, land on my back. Like the whole room shakes. 
my leg goes flying into within inches of a bookshelf when I go down. So I'm like trying to tuck my leg so I don't hit this bookshelf. Because I mean, why would a personal trainer work out in a safe place where they're not going to fall into a bookshelf? I mean, I work out in this tiny little guest bedroom where like I could hit my head or body on something in any given direction. So this is like the worst place to be doing a headstand. So I fall into the bookshelf. My foot kicks it really, really hard. And now I think I might have a broken foot. It's okay as long as I don't ice it. If I ice it, the pain gets really, really sharp. And so I feel like I should be icing because there's this one little swollen area on the bottom of my foot. But every time I ice it, it hurts so bad. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. So right now I'm just elevating it and deciding if I need to go to the ER. But I was like, I'm just going to record some podcasts because that's obviously my priority for getting shit done today. So I might end up having to go get my foot x-rayed. Very unhappy with this. So again, like the unexpected. But here's the thing. I'm going to learn from this. Do not do crow in the guest bedroom ever again, or at least don't go into a headstand. I'm also learning that I have to prioritize my time. So like if something comes up unexpectedly, like my priority is getting these episodes recorded. So I'm going to do that. If I have to go to the ER later, I'll do that. And then I'm also learning that like, here's a good story. And this is what Shalene Johnson talks about. She's like, you know what? Sometimes at the end of the day, you just get a good story and you can laugh at yourself. And it makes for a good story that you can share with other people. And then people like you because you can laugh at yourself. And it's really important if you are wanting to engage other people and teach other people and connect with other people that you can laugh at yourself and tell good stories. So this is my story about how I fell doing yoga, not so gracefully, and maybe broke my foot. So thank you, Shalene, for helping me put a good positive spin on that. So back to the unexpected. If you are someone who doesn't do well with the unexpected, practice making unexpected events a part of your life. So practice mixing up routines and trying new things and getting excited about the unknown. This is actually something else I'm doing in my workouts right now. Like I just mentioned, I'm someone who, because I am a trainer and I've been in fitness for so long, like I can easily put together workouts for myself every single day. And I've done that for a really long time. I, a couple months ago, got crazy bored with myself and I was just like, oh, I'm hating that. Like, this just isn't fun. I don't feel like I'm getting much out of it. Like my back was kind of bugging me. So I was like, I'm going to try something new. So I started doing P90X3, which are these 30-minute workouts. If you've done P90X before, this is like shortened, more intense versions of the longer workouts because some of the other ones are like an hour, hour and 15 minutes long. And who has time for that? Seriously. So I do the 30-minute ones from P90X3. They're awesome. And I love it. I just get up in the morning and someone else tells me what to do. I never know what to expect. Like I don't know what I'm going to be doing. That's really great for my personality. It really teaches me to like try new things because when I do my own workouts, I just do things that I know how to do already. I don't do crow because I know that I'm not good at it, right? I pick things that I'm like, oh, I'm good at this, so I'll do that. If I follow someone else's protocol, I do the things they tell me to do because I'm a very good direction follower and I'm a big pleaser, so I will do what they tell me to do. I'm totally wanting to please Tony Horton through this video, even though he does not know that I'm trying to please him on the other end. That's just my personality type. I'm also getting excited about the unknown. Like now that I've been doing this for a while, I get super excited where I'm like, oh yeah, today I'm doing a workout I haven't done yet. Like I get to try something new. Time's going to go really fast because it always goes faster when someone's just saying, now do this, now do this, now do this, rather than me trying to figure it out as I go or think about it as I go. So that's all really helpful too. Practice making unexpected events a part of your life. Then you start to see the benefit of them. I'm like, oh, a new unexpected thing? Cool, no big deal. Like I can work with that. I can be flexible. I can be like, I can fly by the seat of my pants. That takes practice. Also practice being more emotionally detached from things that you can't control. So like this whole Craigslist thing, I really wanted to like launch into this guy about like, you know, being respectful of people and their money and blah, 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 all via text. Like he's not going to listen to me. If he wants to steal my money, he's like not going to be emotionally engaged in what I have to say to him. Of course, I sent him like seven texts after he did not send me my tickets 
And none of them were like hugely emotional. But my last one was, I was just saying like, really, you're not sending me the tickets? Like, seriously, this is happening? And then my last text, I said, your life must be in a really sad place if you need to steal money from me, wishing you peace. And I just left it at that. And I was like, whatever, I can feel good leaving it at that. Who knows what his circumstances are? I have no idea. He apparently thinks he needed the money more than I did. Maybe he, I mean, he probably really does. So whatever. In the meantime, Google Wallet is refunding me. So shout out to Google Wallet, who were awesome via chat and via email to uh, help me reverse the charges. So luckily, I had transferred the money via Google Wallet. And that was like, they were super cool about transferring it back. So the guy actually isn't going to get my $50. I think he still thinks he is, but whatever. But me emotionally detaching from that, like sending that last text and just being like, okay, done. And recognizing like, this isn't about me. So like, there's no point in me getting really fired up about this. I just need to let it go. It's not about me. This is about this guy. I'm getting my money back. Like, move on. That's not easy for me. But the more you can be emotionally detached from situations like that and just emotionally detached from things going sideways, the easier it is to be like, oh, okay, so we're going to do this instead. Cool. And just like very neutrally move through them rather than having these like high, low, you know, freakouts and then being joyful again and then freaking out and then being joyful and, you know, and struggling to find joy in those things. And then just know that you have control as long as you think you have control. So as soon as you don't think you have control anymore, you don't. But as long as you think you have control, you do. So when I hurt my foot this morning, initially I was like, oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then I was like, oh crap, like this might be broken. The more I walked on it, the more I was like, this is not good. But I was like, you know what? I have control. Like I know what I need to do today. I know what I need to get done. If I have to go to the ER, I have to go to the ER. Same thing with Vinny yesterday. Like I did not feel a loss of control over my day. Like, yes, it was not the day I expected, but I wasn't going to let a different kind of a day just because it was playing out differently than I originally planned, I wasn't going to let that make me feel out of control. Like I'm still in control of this situation. I, you know, I talk a lot about that a lot with my members at the gym when they're focusing on weight loss. Cause a lot of times people will say like, well, you know, I'm going to someone's house for dinner and like, I can't control what they're giving me or I'm going to a wedding and I can't control the food or I'm eating out and it's all bar food. I can't control it. The thing is you might not be able to control what served you, but you can always control yourself. So even if all your choices suck, whether it's a food thing or a life thing, if all your choices suck, you can still choose how you react to that. And you can choose what your decisions are around that. So even if your only choices for dinner are like chicken nuggets and French fries, you can choose how many you eat, right? So you still always have a choice. As soon as you stop thinking you have control, you don't. As soon as you look at that plate of French fries and chicken nuggets and you're like, I have no control, so I guess I'm just eating this for dinner. And then you devour the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're right. You don't have any control. So as soon as I look at my day yesterday, and if I were to say like, well, I have no control today and you know, my kid has all the control because he's the one sick. Like he would have run the day. No, I ran the day. Like there was things that we did and we made some choices together. There was some no negotiating around that. But, like he wanted to build some Lego things. So we spent some time doing that. And then I had to do a couple work things. So I spent some time doing that. And we, you know, negotiated like what he was going to do while I did my work things. So there was like negotiation around that so that he was a part of the decision, but I was the one who had control because PS, I'm the parent. I see this sometimes where like the parents don't acknowledge that they're the parents and they don't acknowledge that they're in control. It's always okay to acknowledge that, by the way. Like, you can always tell your kids that, hey, I'm the parent. You don't have to say it as bluntly as because I said so, but you can. It's totally okay. Like, I think that it should be obvious who's in charge. And I've had some situations with parents in the past talking, you know, women I've worked with at the gym or whatever, where they're like, well, but my kids and what about them and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, like totally, obviously take care of your kids and make your family a priority. But that doesn't mean that you give up control of your life or your happiness or your well-being or your own self-care. So there's a really distinct, a really big um, distinction in there. And so you never want to lose sight of that. So I'm going to leave you with this quote again. Life is an illusion created by your perception, and it can be changed the moment you choose to change it. So I'm going to go check out my foot and see how much, how the spelling is right now. It's feeling really hot on the bottom. So I'm going to go see how that's going. 
And thank you for listening. Make sure that you listen in again on Wednesday. Remember, we do release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So if this is your first time listening, you can join us again on Wednesday. You can subscribe to our episodes and to our podcast by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, where you can hit the little subscribe button. And then you can also hit the little write a review button and you can leave a review and let me know what you thought of this episode. I love reading reviews. It's always so fun. And my reviews are my ratings. And so that's how my show gets rated. And that's how I get more listeners. And that's how the show grows and allows me to do new things with it. So there's some new things coming that I'm working on, but there are some new things coming down the pipeline. So, and that's because of the response that I've gotten. And it's because the show is growing at a quick, rapid rate. Um, We recently had our first 1000 download day. So that was a couple days ago. We had our first day of a thousand downloads in one day, which I was so excited about and really, really proud of. And I just appreciate all the support that you give the show. Every time you listen, every time you leave a review, every time you send me an email at info at shamelessmom.com, I read all of that. I'm aware of it all. And I'm so, so grateful. This is so fun. It's my favorite thing that I do every week is creating stuff for you guys to hopefully help you in different ways and hopefully make you laugh. So thanks for listening today. Make sure no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.